I'm Ochoa. I have a question for you today. Actually, I have a lot of questions, but, you know, I have one that I'm genuinely curious about, and that is how have you somehow missed all of these waves of COVID that have gone around? Like, it just keeps happening around us. You know, I thought I was doing pretty good. I ended up getting hit with it. You know, you you lived with like half of a colony who had it for a while, it seems like. And you're still kicking strong. You know, I'm not trying to like jinx you or anything like that. You know, you better not be jinxing me. <laughs> no, I'm just, is this just what it like, do you have like the teacher immunity after all of these years is just built up and built up. I don't know. What do you, what do you think it is? I mean, well, if I had it, I did, it was last year. And, uh, but when I did get my test taken, it was negative. So I've only had negative tests. You're right about that. Well, see, I wonder, maybe you did have it and you just got like the super antibodies. Maybe I, I know that a year ago, when my mom and dad had it, they had it bad. Like, like my mother's went straight to pneumonia. We didn't really even, she didn't even have any of the other symptoms. It went straight to pneumonia. And as actually I looked at her and I said, mom, I think you've got pneumonia, but I was sitting right beside her. Cause we had moved in with my mom and dad due to my housing issues, you know, cause I had pipes bust in my house and you know that, so I had to move home. So anyway, yeah, they had, my daughter was living with me and she and her daughter got it. And then my dad got it and he was in the hospital for 15 days. We almost lost him. And uh, my aunt had it. My cousin had it. He, and I had to go take care of both households and my cousin didn't make it. He, he did pass away from it, but he had underlying conditions. So, but all of my family that had it without under, you know, uh, they survived. If I had it, it was for three days, and I had this—I had the this splitting headache that wouldn't go away. It did impact like my blood pressure and stuff, and I was tired—that fatigue that they say you had. But I didn't get a cough. I didn't get—I had never had any kind of fever or anything like that. You know, I had a hoarseness. So I guess maybe a cough I did, but it wasn't really bad. And then, um, but I had to take care of everybody. So somebody had to take care of everybody. So I think God just was taking care of me because I had to take care of you. Somebody had to take care of everybody. And then this year, this wave, my daughter had it. She she had a positive test just, I think, um, right before, you know, before we came back to school. And she was sick with it in my own house because she's moved back in with me. I was, actually, she moved, she moved back in and she was sounding terrible. And uh, she had a test taken and it was positive. She's now negative, though. And I did not get sick. If I did, I didn't recognize it. So I don't know. Other than I do this, I, I, I have a rheumatology situation. I do have underlying conditions, so I, I would be in trouble, I guess, if I had it, maybe. But... Um, but I go to a doctor because I take a certain kind of anti-inflammatory medicine. So I have to go to the doctor every four months and my blood work. I do everything they tell me to do. I take the vitamins they tell me to take. I'm up on my vitamin D. And every time you look at all of my numbers, they're all accurate. I mean, like they're right. You know, when you have those ranges on the blood, mine's right in the middle, no matter what in the middle, but I do all the supplements that they tell me to. And 
I I don't know. <laughs> then my blood looks pretty good. <laughs> That's, That's so funny because you're y'all like, are you're, welcome for all my private information for. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're referencing this blood work. I'm like, I have never seen a blood chart of myself. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I get, you know, I did not I have the background knowledge for that. Oh, well, well, you know, my husband was very sick for a long time. So yeah. we had to get blood. I had to read his blood stuff all the time. So we'd know what to give him. But no, I just make sure I do exactly what the doctors say. I, I do take a vitamin every day. I take my vitamin C every day and. My vitamins I take has zinc in it. I take vitamin D3 every day, a lot of it, because I get a deficiency in that if I don't watch it. So that all started way before COVID because I had some kind of autoimmune response like lupus, but it wasn't really lupus. It was close. They thought that's what it was Uh, several years back. And so I had all this arthritis stuff that happened. And so they monitor me pretty good. And because of that, I think it has made all the difference because... They put me on supplements and medicines that keep all my inflammation down. And I have a feeling inflammation has a lot to do with uh, how sick you get, honestly, because it causes an inflammatory response to some people. That's what happened to my dad. He ended up with this, in, the doctor told me it was an inflammatory response to COVID. So it's almost like you have this big, huge allergic reaction to the to the disease. Other than that, it's got to be the fact that I've been in the classroom for 35 years and no telling what kind of, what kind of bacteria and all that stuff. I, you know, Hey, I, it's just, I, I don't walk around in a lot of fear. I I do what they tell me to, and I move on. That's kind of it. And I just, I pray every night I don't get it or that I'm protected. Well, along with all all I got, (laughs) along with all of that, we have quite the conversation ready for today, guys. This conversation, this is going to be like a, I mean, when we say we meander, that's kind of the word of the podcast, right? We, I mean, this one's going to be one of those because we're in a weird state. We're going to describe it all to you, everything that's going down. It's Wednesday night as we're recording this. You know things are off kilter when we're recording midweek on something. But we're, we're going to be talking about the, the unknowns and dealing with change and everything else and kind of talking our way through what we got to do. So this is going to be a real world episode. No real big concepts, philosophy. This is just going to be us talking about what we're actually having to deal with currently and everything else. In between, but this is the Craft and Draft podcast, ladies and gentlemen. That's Pamela Trump, Jacob Chastain. We do reading and writing workshop down here in the state of Texas. Craft and Draft is our journal system. If you're curious about it, check out some previous episodes. We talk about it all the time, but not really in this episode. Probably not. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We're talking all about the changes that we've had to deal with last week, this week, and possibly in the future. Stick around, ladies and gentlemen. All righty, Miss Ochoa. So before we start... And before I talk about my COVID for a second, uh, I want to tell you that we, we had a listener reach out uh, just briefly, hey, just a, a comment, mm-hmm. and she wanted me to tell you that uh, this was from Kristen. She said when she started teaching in the school built in 1924, they had a ditto machine. So she wanted oh. me to tell you that she could relate to the. <laughs> <laughs> Did she like the purple ink? Yeah. Uh, no. I didn't ask I, I, that detail, but I don't know. <laughs> well, 
those, those were fun days, I tell you. When I had to ask how to use it. I didn't know. Oh, how to use my it. goodness. The days, the fun day. What happened to the fun days? I feel like so many people aren't having the fun days anymore of teaching. We have, uh, you know, for people who follow me on social media, I got the COVID uh, last week and it really it knocked me out for about two days, but then I was kind of over the worst of it and I'm fine now. But, you know, it was, it, it, it was just something that kind of, I don't know, I had like a high fever of 102 and knocked me out for a bit, but it, uh, I wasn't the only one. You know, we had a running joke on our campus for a little bit that our hall was the last one standing by l- the end of last week. We were the, everyone on our hall were the only teachers that were kind of left. Um, there were other teachers in the building, obviously, but we were the only ones that weren't missing anyone. And then lo and behold, I had to ruin it. Uh, by getting it, and I, our our uh, math teacher right next to us also did as well. So we both got we went down. Oh, at she the got sa- it too. Y'all yeah, went down we went down at the she- same time. Well, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. And you're talking about me. <laughs> you know, I sat between you and our principal. I sat between you, and I mean, I sat there face to face and talked to you. I mean, like we sat close together. Like. It wasn't six feet apart. And not only that, the math teacher you're talking about that same day, she's like, I think I'm running fever. And I'm like, well, okay, I guess it is what it is. And you had already gone home and she was feeling sick that day. And I was sitting there helping her. And I've been in your room and even held your pen that <laughs> you... <laughs> I didn't sanitize. I went in and wrote everything down with the pen that you use. And I, I, hey, and then I came home and my daughter was getting over it and I have not been sick this time around. So you're right. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know. It's just how it goes. It's a weird (laughs) illness. You know, anyone who thinks they really, like we understand some things about it, but it's a very odd thing. But regardless, you know, last week it does this, but then they, uh, they message everyone what on Friday and say they're going to delay MLK day was a holiday on Monday, and they say, well, we're going to delay a few more days. We're going to go back Thursday. Today, I was curious to see if they are going to delay even further, but at least as of right now, they haven't, um, no. which I doubt they will, so we'll probably be at work tomorrow. But our th- this delay, it has caused... Uh, it, it jacked up my unit that we were we were closing in on. We were doing a quick drama unit, boom, 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 going through. Now we have two days to deal with, and I'm sitting here, as I told you on the podcast, I was like, I'm in a foul teacher mood because I was like, I felt like <laughs> right, right before I got sick, I was feeling it. I had one of the best workshop days all year right before it was that Thursday. It was an amazing workshop. Kids were working. It was fantastic. It was where my workshop was when I had my kids for two years. I was like, this is it. And then I get sick and then they delay. And now we have a weird two days and I'm just sitting here going, sweet. Well, you know why they delayed? Because you were sick. Yeah, I mean, just because the minute, of me. Exactly. Because the minute that you turned in your absence, they were like, oh, oh no, Chastain's down. <laughs> no, Chastain, we've got to stop the school. Maybe He never misses a day. That's exactly what they said. That's right. I get it. I understand. At least that was the running joke for that day. I went, no Chastain, no school. That's right. Me, but, they, they would have just kept having it. Yeah. Well, and here's 
the thing that like, I mean, this is happening all across America, right? I mean, there's, there's disruption happening. And I mean, that's really kind of the theme of this episode. We probably won't go too long. No one wants to complain for an hour, but the, the just the sounds like you do. <laughs> well, I probably could. It's not even that I'm not even, there's really, the, I think where my frustration comes from is there's not, there's nothing to be mad at. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it is what it is. We, the, we vaccination statuses are, are decent. We've had decently low COVID rates on our campus. Um, but it was just, you know, Omicron comes, there's just new waves of stuff. No one could have predicted this regardless of what people want to say they can and can't predict. And, you know, we go back and they, you know, they sent us home or whatever. And then it was, it's just kind of like this disruptive thing. And it's just, I think the most frustrating about it is you, I don't know. We've talked about on the podcast before that, like, when our like poetry unit went longer than I wanted to, despite my love for poetry, it still drives me insane because it was like it messes up my my flow, so to speak. And so, like, this is even worse because this is outside of our hands to where, like, we just we can't do anything else except go. Well, all right, let's go to work tomorrow. You know what I mean? And that's right. I feel like I mean, have you? I mean, obviously, you've never really experienced like a pandemic because it really has only happened, you know, once every hundred years or whatever. But in terms of just like pure disruption of classes and stuff, I mean, has there ever been a time where that was just kind of the norm for you in a year? Has there been a year like this? Because I feel like this this is even more disruptive than last year, in my opinion. No, there's not. There's not been a year like this. We did have. Oh, I think it was back in the 90s. I could be wrong on my time. I think it was in the 90s, somewhere about 94, somewhere like that, maybe 95. But we had a a gas shortage or some kind of energy shortage. And we had a, we did not have the weather we did last year. Remember the weather where we were out for the whole. Where Texas collapsed. For their lives. Yeah, (laughs) it did. I've got a picture of my brother. Yeah, that was last year. But I, you know, I had my brother, I've got a picture of him and his wife. They had made a tent in there using the, I guess, the headboard and the footboard of their bed. And they were just living under that tent because they were in central Texas, which never gets anything like this. And they almost, I mean, they had to take her mother's chairs that she had gotten when she died and they had to take those chairs because they were the only things that they had that was really truly wood, and uh, they they broke those chairs up to to get firewood because all their firewood had ran out. So they wow. literally had the story, and then after that, all their pipes burst. So then they had no water. So they really struggled. But anyway, we had we had a time like that uh, where it was cold for a long spell, but it wasn't weathery. Like we didn't have the winter weather. So it's not like you couldn't get out, but they closed down all the large buildings, like the school buildings. So we were closed down one time. I remember that. That was kind of, we were closed down about just all of a sudden for three or four days. And it was over no uh, over gas. It was over the gas. It, it's just so, you know, there's, I don't know. I, I try to make sense of a lot of this because I think deep down, I want to be a wise person, but I just don't think I am. You know what I mean? Like, I think. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> I think you're overthinking it, Chastain. <laughs> well, like, I mean, what I mean by that, pardon the, the self-depreciation. 
I think like I, you know, I really just want to be uh like I want to be someone that can kind of distill things into understandable chunks for people and and kind of bring that calm and I think sometimes I can but like with this stuff it's just so you know every there's there's arguments on so many sides I mean everything is just at a boiling point you know what I mean like everything is everything is the worst thing because everyone's plates and minds are so full. And, you know, even like I, I've noticed this, like in my, like just social media interaction to where like I'll post, you know, something, uh, that might like, you know, be a slight towards a computer program or something like that. And it comes off as really a tacky, I guess, to some people, because it's like, it's just like one more thing, being told to people, you know what I mean? And like, uh, we've mm-hmm. talked about this with our boss as I was talking to her and I was like, I was like, why do you think this is a year where everyone is so, uh, antsy and why? Cause I like, you know, all in tips to purposes. If you look at last year, last year was the crazy year because we were, we had left school and then we came back and then everyone was doing hybrid and there was kids online that you couldn't track down. I mean, there was you last year should have been the year where all like you felt like your max stress level, right? Just on paper is, is really what it should have been. But this year, even though it's fairly normal for us here, despite, you know, having to go home this last week and we up until then it's been business as usual. Right. I mean, it's just been a relatively normal school year. We have no kids online, all this other stuff. And yet, if you listen to the narratives on education uh, around where we are in, in the United States, if you listen to just teachers, uh, our principal has said this, we've done, I'm on the leadership team and we do a lot of like, polls and stuff and ask teachers and we come together. And the, uh, the thing that keeps being said over and over again is people are just kind of at a point, right? They're just, the, the stress levels are so high and whatever. And I, and I asked her why, and she was just like, I don't know. You know what I mean? And I, I've, I've tried to think about this over and over again. And I think like, even for me, like I felt more frustrated, like when things like change, right? Like this is a good example of me having these two days that I have to fill in with stuff that are just kind of broken. You know, there's a part of me that's like, sweet, two days where I can kind of just rift a little bit, but we're also already in the spring semester. You know, there's things that we have to shoot for. We're at a campus that traditionally performs low. We performed really well last year. So there's that pressure there just a little bit. We we have things to do, right? We just started our mm-hmm. massive tutorial push, which got shut down because of all of this. And there's just so many things going on. And I'm just like, you know, I think it's just I don't I don't think it's the fact that this year's worse. I think it's that everyone had their they had their hats hanging on the fact that we were about to be done. You know what I mean? It was like the regardless of how people feel about vaccines or whatever, it was like the vaccines are here. We know we're learning about COVID. Things are changing. You know, like the hot people are they're getting hospitalized, but people are dying at a, at a lesser rate. It's not this like plague like event anymore. It's still bad, but it, we we were starting to understand it, and we we could see the light at the end of the tunnel, right? Like it was. Mask were st- you know people were still masking, but people were still also taking them off to live in society or whatever. And then we're back, right? We're 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 it's like we're back to square one. And it, I mean, 
for people who are planners, like teachers, right? People who want to plan and have a, a, a course of action and everything. I mean, it's it's easy to see how teachers would just be like, yep, I literally can't take any more change because there's it's just constant. Right. And I feel like for, for teachers specifically, it is uniquely challenging because you, you have to, the best teachers really know where they're going and it's almost impossible to do that these days. And I, I don't know. What do you think? Do you, what do you like about that theory? Well, I think it's, I think, um, sure. When you go through and list everything that's happened over the last year and a half to two years, um, yeah, it's been kind of crazy. Uh, I think that people are, I think what's happened too is that, like you said, we we were on, okay, we can do this. We can do this. And of course, we in Texas and maybe some other places, but I know for, I can only speak for us, we started back to school last year. Not everybody has, I don't think. So because we've started back to school, you know, it was pretty much just help the students along. It's a rough year. You know, at least that's how it was at the campus I was at. It's just a rough year. But, you know, next year will be, like you said, business as normal. And, uh, you know, y'all did really well uh, due to all the hard work you pushed. Y'all pushed when everybody else kind of went, well, let's just hang in there. And I think, uh, so, so now we're having to push again. But right when we start our push, they go, oh, we have COVID. So now you're like, oh my goodness, I can't ever get this going. So I think part of it is we're having ex- expectations that have been put upon us that are typically there, but they're typically there without all this other stuff. And I think we're just tired of all this other stuff, tired of putting on a happy face, so to speak, and going on with what we have to get done. But yet we still have to get it done. And because we keep having these waves, it's hard to see an end in sight. So it just seems like, okay, so now we're going to have another wave probably, you know, at the end of May, you know, now we'll have another wave in next December. And I mean, we don't know when we're going to have those waves. So I think um, that's the case. I think also we have here, we've made sure that we're not doing remote learning. I mean, we have that opportunity, you know, we're keeping up with our learning management system, right? Like on Canvas, so that if, like I have some students that were absent due to COVID, they were able to at least do some work. Now, not all of them did, obviously, but there are some that could if they wanted to. And so we still have that, but it's not mandated. Does it make sense? You're not mandated in an online class. Mm -hmm. So they're with us. And um, because they're, with us, we, I think to me, we're having, I don't know, business as usual. I think, um, I think, I think we need them to perform. And one of the things that you and I have talked about that we noticed with all of them back that we have this big social gap. To me, the biggest gap right now is a social gap versus a learning gap. And nobody ever brings that up. Now, we've, we've talked about suicide and all of that that's happened amongst our students. And, and the, the, the point that we have some, you know, we've had training on that um, this year, you know, with our crisis counselor and talking about being aware of these signs. And part of it is because of this socialization or desocialization that our students have gone through. And I think trying to get them 
back in, I think is quite stressful because I've noticed that they're a little more angrier. Our students are a little more angrier with each other, a little less tolerant of each other, a little less tolerant of me, so to speak. Uh, You ask them to do their work. Well, they've had two years of, eh, you'll pass me. You know, at least that's what I've noticed. And no, we're not passing you, but yet they're not doing their work. I mean, I need the grades, right? And just like you, and now that your kids always do their work, but I'm having some struggle. <laughs> I'm having some struggle with some of mine. You know, I've just, I was doing grades before uh, we got onto the podcast and I'm like, oh man, I told you to do this. I thought you were doing it. You know, I, I see them writing their craft books, but I need them to take a picture of their work and they're just not doing that next step to turn it in. So they, you know, Miss O'Chell, she'll pass me, I'm sure of it, but that's not the case. So well, I think I think that adds stress. I don't know if that that helped you or answered your question. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any answers, but I think <laughs> there are I, this. I mean, this is the the problem, which is hard to boil down into Instagram post or a Twitter post mm-hmm. or a Facebook post, which is why I love podcasting so much, which is why the amount of time I spend just talking into a microphone is so much more than all of those other things because it's it requires deep dives it it is you know it's because it's the the stresses of what's going on right now are it's also on the students right and uh they are experiencing the same type of disruption you know they might you know i'm sure so many of our students were ecstatic when they got the message that said school was delayed until Thursday. And it's like a snow day, right? Uh, I'm sure they were super pumped about it. But there's also students that aren't. There is as much as kids love, you know, the the freedom of things. They also love structure and they love being a part of um, institutions that feed them and serve them and all this other stuff. And kids might resist doing assignments and they might, you know, uh, you know, uh, fight the teacher, you know, verbally or whatever, or, you know, fight the system, so to speak. But, you know, a lot of them really do enjoy the time and they need that. I mean, I'm, I, I know that just from personal experience, I was so rebellious to so many teachers and yet all I do is praise my past, Teachers, right? It's all, it's literally like <laughs> half of my platform is just saying school was awesome, even though I was horrible. So well, go ahead. Well, you just, well, you just proved my mother correctly. My mother always <laughs> said, now Pam, what's funny is the kids, of course, you know, my parents, it's everybody, most people, unless you're just joining us, my, I'm in an educated family. In other words, my families are, they're all educators. So my mother taught for 30 years. So anyway, the thing is, is she said, it's funny, the kids that I thought liked me, that were always really good in school and always did everything I asked them to do are not the ones who come back. The ones who come back are the rebellious ones, the ones that I thought hated me. And they're the ones who come back and go, thank you so much for putting up with me. And I d- you're my best teacher. You're my favorite, et cetera. So you just proved that point from your own personal perspective just saying yeah well and that is i think that's what becomes frustrating is we we understand the the power of teaching and the power of schools and we understand that they play a vital role you know especially public education teachers not to slight charter or private they they serve a role just as much as public do but uh public schools serve so many 
students of so many different backgrounds and we, you know, we take everyone that's like the adage of public school and that raises unique challenges, but it also connects certain kids to systems and stuff that really do take care of them. And so we, we know that this vast system is extremely important and yet day after day, it seems like even if it's not directly happening where we are, uh, just knowing that this stuff is, yeah, I don't know. It's like there's collapsing is probably an overly dramatic word, but they have been massive struggles that are being met with disruption. This sense of like, like I've experienced this even in my own work where I'm, I feel very positive about things. I'm very excited about school. Most days I'm very, you know, excited about our lessons, our team, everything. All intents and purposes, a very fantastic year. I mean, it's very smooth. I mean, things have been going great. But I will say that kind of in the back of my head, there is like this, it's almost like a, I don't want to enjoy it too much because of, you know, it's like PTSD almost from uh, two years ago where we kind of got sent home or whatever, and then things were just crazy. It's like I've we haven't really had a year where we can just expect a year. You know what I mean? And I think that is, I think that's the biggest pool of everything. And we really got hit in the face with it this last week when they delayed things and kind of messed things up. It doesn't sound like a lot, you know, it's just a delay of two days, but I mean, in teacher planning world, I mean, it might as, you might as well have just erased like a half a century from my lesson plans. I don't know. Well, that's true. I mean, because we did have it all figured out exactly how we were going to end the unit and begin the next one. And now it's like, okay, do we finish this unit now in these two days or do we kind of extend it like we did with poetry and then finish it like we had planned this whole week? next week and run next week like we were going to do this week and our partner texted us and like what are we to do you know so um so what are we going to do jacob are we going to are we going to go ahead and begin the next unit or are we just going to do some star prep are we going to do some practice uh are we going to just read and write what is it that you have thought of for the next two days or are we going to do the uh, review and test so we're at we're at uh uh we're at uh, the proverbial crossroads and we've got four directions we can go and we're looking around to see which road might be best for us and our students i mean I don't know. I've I've gone back and forth, but I mean, there, here's the thing. There's really no good answer either way because there's too many unknowns. We don't know how many kids are going to be back tomorrow. That's a good point. Uh, we, we had what? Yeah. Well, I was going to say I had a lot missing the last week anyway, so I don't yeah. even know if they got half of what. I mean, I went through my well, grades and I have a lot of zeros, and most of them have been absent. And some people, you know, they'll probably be a little wary. If we delayed, they might be like, well, I'm not going to send my kid this week. Mm-hmm. Um, they might have COVID. They might have all these things. So uh, you don't really know how many kids are going to be there. I'm sure we'll have a good chunk, but you just don't know. Sometimes I'm shocked by how many people who are absent. Sometimes I'm shocked by how many people are there, depending on what's going on. So you have that issue. Jumping back in from a weird delay and then like – so if we did the test, it would be tomorrow review, Friday test – 
And that just seems, there's a part of me that's like, let's just get it over with. But there's also a part of me that's like, who cares? Like, <laughs> no one's no one's waiting on this test. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we have autonomy of when we kind of give stuff. Now, we have some general goals that we try to hit. But, you know, it's also like, who cares? It's, we can delay it. It doesn't really matter specifically. You know, we can push it to next week. The problem is, it's like, okay, so do we stay in drama for these two days? Do we pull in something else? Do we pull in an article? We missed some Martin Luther King, uh, uh, possibilities. So do you pull that in? So I don't know. I I think the, the best route is to kind of treat these two days as a, okay, that was fun. Now we're back Thursday, get back into the swing of things Friday, do something, some, you know, a little bit engaging or whatever. I have to, I still have to show the video of, our twilight oh, zone. Right. I haven't seen my kids absent. haven't seen it. Yeah. I was yeah. absent that day. So the, I want to show them that just because it was something I promised. Plus it's fun. So why not? So get that done. And then Monday, uh, jump back in, do the drama review, Tuesday test, and then Wednesday move on. And it seems like, it, it just seems like the, the most rational thing that way it, it, Calls the possibility that if there are a lot of kids absent, that we're not just spending all next week trying to track down kids for a test, but it also gives us kind of, you know, it, there's always a time to reset. And we just came back from Christmas break, right? And we were all like, I'd- we just got them back into the swing of things. And it was a weird, we talked about this earlier, but it was like a weird transition. It was like, oh my God, like kids are. Like, usually, like, they're chaotic. Like, they forget Mm -hmm. school or whatever. I was like, man, everyone's – things are going smooth. We had, like, one fight in our hallway, but that was okay. You know, that's (laughs) – Well, I I missed that fight because I had two kids uh, getting after it in my room. They weren't fighting with each other. They were ganging up on me a little bit. They wanted to go out. Now I know there was a fight out there. But I was like, get back to your seats. What are you doing up over there? You know, because – as Jacob had said earlier, our whole entire wall is glass. outside wall is glass. So Horrible design. anything that happens, yeah, anything that happens. And so I guess they caught a glimpse and they were all what? And I'm like, get back. You know, I nobody told me it was a fight. Well, and so that's you telling that's, me that lets me know that's probably what they were all upset about. That's also the other thing. Like I've I've been at our campus. This is my seventh year at the campus. But my first year, I mean, there were, we had fights all the time. Kids were very aggressive and then it's been down forever. Like last year we hardly had any, I mean, maybe a handful And this year. I mean, fights have been up. Aggression has been up. Like you said earlier in the podcast and it's really, it's not Mm -hmm. really with teachers. Like sometimes we get caught in the middle, but it's really with kids with kids, right? Yeah, it is with kids with kids. And it's like, I've had this conversation several times with them. I'm like, guys. Why you gotta stop being mean to each other, you know, and like have those conversations and try to walk them through it. But that just adds to that's my kid in the background. That just adds to our, you know, just our plates. But it, in the end, I don't know. I think because we have so many unknowns this week, it's best that we, I think, just walk in with some of our staples of teaching, right? Get mm-hmm. kids reading get kids writing. The the content is almost secondary. It's more about just getting them engaged in the classroom. If we can get them back into the swing of things, doing something that's productive and then close out Friday and get ready for that weekend, then I think we can start back strong on Monday. And I think, I don't know. I think, I think that's the, the, the strongest course of action we have after <laughs> mulling this over all day. Not sure if we were going back this week is uh, I don't know. What do you think? 
Well, I think that may be the best thing to do. I mean, we really have not talked about this until just now. So uh, we're truly planning on the air, so to speak. So I, I, I'm i thinking that may be the best route. Um, you, we already, uh, our partner and I, we already did the video because we had, we were reading Monsters, our duo Maple Street. So we were just ending the week with them looking at, you know, the the way Rod Sterling put it, put it on the air and uh, looking at the episode. And it was funny. My kids had it out. They're like, Oh, he was almost exactly like the script. And I was like, well, he wrote both. So <laughs> chances are <laughs> he did. They weren't, they did notice a few changes, but not very many. And that was probably just because either they had a big idea and it, they couldn't make it happen due to technology and all of that, who knows, but there was a little bit of a different, but not much, not much. Uh, change so they they made that observation but so I think probably for me maybe doing the Martin Luther King article or something like that just having them read an article just so that kind of practice that way and nod towards the the fact that I acknowledge the great Martin Luther King Jr. since we just celebrated his birthday so that's probably what what I might do because I was going to do that anyway, just nod to it. So I'm yeah. going to just kind of keep that up there. And then um, as I noted a second ago, I've got several assignments that are missing, but most of them were absent students. But I have some that just, they didn't turn their work in some way or another. And so maybe I should just slow down and make sure they've all had an opportunity one more time to get all the work turned in before uh, it goes into the parents' view. That way, that's what I'm saying. I feel like you know it's one of those things where it's just kind of forced to slow down and take things in. The only thing it's going to mess up our data next week, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. Like it's one of those things. This is what we dealt with all last year with kids coming in and out and going online and coming in person. Was you know the the data is going to be the data. It is what it is, and we just take it as we go. It's definitely going to mess it up a little bit. I, I I don't know how much, but, you know, that that's something that I, I think about a little bit. But it's also, you know, at the end of the day, I need my kids engaged in their reading and engaged in their writing. Um, and if I, can, if I can do those things this week, then I'm a, I, I consider that a success. Well, I also have students doing um, their book clubs, so I might go ahead and allow them. Um, I was going to move that to next week, but I might go ahead and move it to Friday and see if the kids are there, then have them discuss their books, uh, do a little something that way, maybe. But they seem to be liking their book club books. I've got, you know, I did a book tasting for them where they all went and I put all the different books on each one of the tables and they all um, went through there and filled out some information and read pieces of their book, each book, and then they made a decision and we joined the clubs that way. And so that's how they chose their books. And so I've got about four to six, depending on what books they chose. So I've got about five books going in the room, four to five, depending. So, because some classes are smaller than others, but anyway, but I might do some of that then get them going that way. I think we'll have to uh, 
maybe catch up on that next week. But that's it for Craft and Draft this week, you guys. That's that's what we got. We just wanted to kind of chat about our realities, what's going down, maybe talk out our own anxieties about this odd week and see what happens. That's Pamela Chum, Jacob Chastain. If you like this episode or any other previous episode and you're just here to chat with us, hit subscribe so you don't miss any podcast we drop them every single friday we appreciate those of you who show up every single week listening to the podcast we love chatting to y'all if y'all want to dm me you can you can also submit questions at craft and draft workshop craft and draft workshop.com you can also find all of our episodes over there categories all of that wonderful stuff links if we've put links to anything you can go check it out over on the website you can also find us on facebook at the craft and draft facebook page but other than that ladies and gentlemen know that we are here for you <laughs>